Welcome to your Natural Guide Magazine's podcast channel, Natural Conversations, where we capture the essence of living naturally by sharing inspiring life stories, learn lessons, natural living wellness tips, and more. So sit back, relax, and let us be your guide to a more natural way of life. Our guest today is Jeanette Huber, a board-certified naturopathic doctor with a specialized interest in autism, autoimmune, and degenerative diseases. Her introduction to holistic health came following her own struggles with multiple sclerosis, fibromyalgia, and Hashimoto's beginning in 2008 and her son's autism diagnosis in 2010. Neuropathy and reggae led her both to true healing and recovery, which in turn revealed her purpose in life to work as an educator and to help others in natural health and wellness. For holistic health consultations, she sees her clients both in Chesapeake office and remotely with people around the world. Her reggae courses have grown on an international level where she specializes in teaching the energy work to parents and caretakers of those with autism, as well as anyone looking to enhance their own spiritual growth at this unique time in our evolution. Please welcome Jeanette Huber. Hi, Jeanette. Thank you so much for coming on to Natural Conversations podcast. We are so glad you're here with us today. How are you? I'm good. I'm so good. And I'm glad you have me here today, Kim. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. I know. I know. Well, we met, um, yeah, we met, I guess, a couple of weeks ago. We did a Teach Me Tuesday. And for anyone that's listening who doesn't know what our Teach Me Tuesdays are, they're um, a social media show where I interview um, local natural business um, and practitioners and business owners, practitioners, doctors, et cetera, um, healers to talk about natural living. And I was fortunate enough to meet um, Jeanette, and we talked um, a little bit about um medicine and all of that good stuff. And so I said, I have to bring you on board for Natural Conversations. <laughs> it's a whole different audience, and I just love, love, love our conversations. So um, I, I know they're going to be really excited to hear from you um, in this kind of medium. So thank you so much again for joining us. Well, you're welcome. And it's interesting. I actually had a woman from well across the country over on the West Coast contact me after the Teach Me Tuesday asking me about, you know, multiple sclerosis, because that's what we talked about a little bit and her daughter. So people are seeing it who are not just local. That was kind of surprising, but good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I had somebody from Uruguay, I think that's how you said, contact me not too long ago. I think they had saw... um, you know, an episode of, I forget which one, but I was like, oh my goodness. Wow. You know, it's so far. I can't believe our reach is that far. You do. You've got some reach. You got it. Yeah. It's super cool. that It's like that. Um, so yes, tell us a little bit about yourself if you can. Um, and then what led you to your journey of becoming a naturopath? Okay. Uh, well, it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's a few parallel stories, but I'll I'll compress it a little bit. Okay. Um, but I, you know, initially I was a stay-at-home mom. I well, we had a horse farm, so I did some work with that as well. But uh, stay-at-home mom with my two little boys. Uh, they were both special needs when they were younger. My older son was diagnosed with autism when he was just shy of three years old, and then my younger son had something called uh, pandas if you're familiar with that. So, um, it, 
and speech delay and some other issues. So we had some trials kind of early on. Uh, right alongside that, I developed thyroid disease, also known as Hashimoto's. And eventually, my health just compounded. I became um, more ill. I developed fibromyalgia and multiple sclerosis. So I was diagnosed with that in 2012. Wow. And yeah, it was a lot. And you know, autism taught me a significant amount about healing the body naturally because my son responded to diet, you know, removing inflammatory foods, bringing in like the live foods, the raw foods, uh, lots of vibrant colors and fiber and things like that. Um, you know, that's how he regained his speech actually was through diet. And we just saw further gains with him as long as we stayed more naturally minded Anytime I did something like pharmaceutical, like an antibiotic or an antifungal or something like that, he didn't really react to it very well at all. Um, and so he taught me, he kind of blazed the trail. And then, you know, by the time I was diagnosed with MS, <laughs> yeah, I'd learned a lot. Um, and while my neurologist really wanted to get me on a pharmaceutical, whether it, and I can't remember how much I said about this in Teach Me Tuesdays, but she didn't even care which one it was. She just gave me a stack of like nine different drugs to choose from. I had to pick one. And um, she said, you know, just choose one. You have to do it soon within a couple of weeks or you're, you know, she said, you're going to be in a wheelchair. I've seen it happen too many times. You really don't have a choice in this. And I thought, well, just tell me something about each drug. So I kind of have some guidance here. And um, she, everything she told me was a side effect. And she couldn't explain to me the mechanism in which way they worked in the body and what to expect. And, you know, it kind of felt like I was just walking down a hallway towards a prison cell because MS is not an easy diagnosis. It doesn't mean like a quick, easy death, but it means you're going to have a lifetime of just being very debilitated and um, not functioning as you would like. I mean, it's just, you lose all quality of life in a sense. So I just, kind of sat in that for a certain period of time. And then I got off my butt and decided to um, not, I, I never took any of the drugs or started any of the stuff she recommended, but I um, instead followed a lot of sort of similar protocols as what I'd done for my son. So I changed my diet. I had not been eating well. I'd been eating like a lot of processed foods and fast foods and that kind of thing, not taking care of myself at all. So I changed that I started taking nutritional supplements, um, and through all of this, I realized that I also had Lyme disease. I had mold toxicity. We lived in a moldy house, and so these are really all these things that are happening. I, I, I see it a lot in the people I work with now, but um, through taking care of myself, changing my lifestyle, uh, detoxification was monumental, mm -hmm. and you know, because my body was so toxic. It had become that way over a lifetime. And so I had to cleanse the body physically and then also emotionally. I had to process through a lot of things. And um, I recovered, so I, I don't have symptoms of MS any longer. I no longer have to take thyroid medication. I don't have fibromyalgia. <laughs> so it's, um, you know, I have no effects of the Lyme disease that I can feel or experience. And so it's, it's a recovery. You know, I don't look at it as remission. I, I feel like I have more energy and vitality now than I ever have in my life. And it just keeps getting better. And so that's why I went into natural medicine, because I wanted to be able to transfer and translate this um, 
to others and help assist them because I don't think there's enough awareness around autoimmune disease and the fact that we can actually reverse it and step up out of that and, you know, regain our health. Yeah. Wow. 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 Right. <laughs> and that I, every time I hear that story, I'm just like, wow, like you've yeah. gone through so much and, um, just how, like, when you share your story, how much of an inspiration it is, because it like really hits home with like, you know, diet and environmental mm-hmm. factors and, you know, just things like that really, really, really play a huge role in our health. And we yeah. always want to look outside um, and like find the latest pill to kind of help us. But, you know, oh, when we yeah. start at what are we putting in our bodies and what's around us? It makes a huge, huge difference um, in the ailments that, you know, that affect us. And that's what I'm learning, you know. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. I mean, just hearing, like, just hearing all these stories, it's like, oh, we got to eat better and we got to make sure, yeah, that we are in a a non-toxic environment. Um, It's daily awareness we need to have. You know, are you eating foods? I don't believe there's a neutral food. I think it's either going to feed us and nourish us or it'll negate you know, where we're trying to be. So, um, yeah, look at what we're eating, what we we're bringing into the home, um, you know, limiting toxic exposure, EMFs are something that I educate a lot of people about, um, that, you know, they produce radiation and we actually are exposed to a lot of EMF now. And I believe that's, you know, making a lot of these issues far worse, Mm. but there's so many things <laughs> I know, and you don't want to get so overwhelmed that you want to crawl in a hole. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you want to get yourself to a point where you feel really, really good. You feel very resilient and you're able to go up about your life um, and, you know, go up against these things and they, they don't have the effect that they used to. And that really is through like diet and lifestyle. Um, but yeah, we <laughs> stuff catches up to us. It does. Yeah, it's um, it's crazy. So tell us a little bit about what is a naturopath um and yeah, what's happy? What what is that? What does that culminate? What's yeah. Um how's that different a, from like let's say western medicine or whatever, you know, what we're, or conventional yeah. medicine? Okay. Well, I mean, so conventional medicine, there's one term I uh, used for it. It's allopathy. And a lot of that, and and I don't want to just bash conventional medicine because I see tremendous value in it in many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when it comes to chronic illness, I think they've kind of missed their mark a little bit, but they are trying to to shift out of that. And you see a lot more functional doctors now are working, I mean, functional medicine. Um, But naturopathy is the practice of using uh, natural, you know, elements of nature to assist us in healing. So and allopathy, there's a, a lot of suppression of symptoms that take place. You know, you take a drug that just um, quiets down inflammation or it kills the bacteria, but it's not fully eradicating anything. It's, it's more than likely going to just suppress it and drive it deeper into the body. Um, whereas naturopathy, it's about getting to the root cause. So when I see someone and they have a symptom, it doesn't matter where it is. I've been taught how to trace it to the organ or the gland or the tissue that is most weakened and creating that symptom. And it can be pretty far down the chain. Like it's kind of like tracing back down through a map. But um, the reason why we want to do that is because if you just suppress something, um, that's not actual healing. 
And if you get down to the root and you can heal where that original source is, then it has, you know, a more widespread effect across the whole body. And we use things um, like when I said elements of nature, I'm speaking of um, foods, herbs, uh, water, meditation, energy work, things like that. A lot of it comes down to processing emotions in our life and situations that we're in, whether it be at home or in the workplace or family related and how that's affecting our health as well. Because if somebody has a chronic illness, it's not just the physical body. There is always something going on in their life, either currently or a previous trauma that they've carried with them and they've just um, suppressed that. And therefore it's coming out physically to try and get their attention. Hmm. If that makes sense. But (laughs) does that have a little bit to do with like cell memory? Like I've been reading a lot about like cell memory and how that you've got to somehow heal the cell memory if you want to truly heal, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it be subconsciously or consciously, you know, we just absorb all of the stressors and then it goes into our cells and it just kind of culminates there. Yeah. Memory is stored. It's in the mind. Um, it's also, yeah, it's in the cells. It's in like the, the interstitial fluid. It's, it's interesting when we experience a trauma, um, depending on what that specific emotion is, mm-hmm. it carries a certain frequency that is drawn to yeah. a frequency of the body. So mm-hmm. it's um, like the heart and the lungs are, are gr- that's where we feel grief and loneliness and heartache. And so if we experience that, then that's where that energy will store itself. And we see people with heart issues, lung issues, um, circulatory issues, things like that. And then if it's something more along the lines of anger and resentment, um, then that's going to be in your liver and your gallbladder area. So when you see people who have issues there, they've stored that, that emotion and they aren't necessarily feeling it because they've stored it away and it's, it's processing as a physical disturbance instead kind of as a form of avoidance I think but um when you do really process these things through and think okay this is what happened and this is where it came from um this is why it happened and you have to kind of learn to see why and not look at it from like a, a victim standpoint and then you can actually um turn it into a healthier vibration you know find forgiveness find gratitude um things like that, which are hard for some people, yeah. but, oh, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, in terms of the liver, I myself have had issues there, um, pertaining to relationships in my life where I held on to a lot of like anger and resentment. And sure enough, I just had, had it keep coming up as a physical thing because I was avoiding it. Um, and now that I've found forgiveness and I have understanding for why those situations happened and how they actually built, you know, up my character and got me to where I am. Um, I'm fine. (laughs) I'm doing much better now. But we have to have, you know, that awareness. And I have like different charts and things. I may put some on my Instagram page, but just where we put these energies. Um, It's everywhere. It's so it's actually really cool. It is cool. (laughs) It is so fascinating. And I, you know, for me, I just, I, I just find it so fascinating that yeah, your emotional health is linked up to different organs. I mean, it's just crazy how it all works together. Mm -hmm. But one thing I wanted, well, there's two things that I wanted to say. One thing is for everybody that listening, um, your Instagram page is 
amazing. I, I mean, <laughs> I love, love, love your Instagram page. It is so right on. And every time I see a post come up, I'm like, yes, girl. Yes. It is so good and so inspiring. And it really is like, like you learn from your Instagram posts and I love that. It's not just some random crap. It is really, really, really <laughs> good stuff that is on point. So I had to say oh, that. Thank so check thank it out. Thank you so yes, much. Girl. You yes. know, I'm not, I'm not like, I, sometimes it'll be like all about the hashtags and other times I'm like, I'm just going to throw this on here and just see, you know, where, how it lands. And yeah, stuff resonates on there. I, you know, I'll post pictures of yummy looking food or I'll, you know, talk about something spiritual or there's, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that. Yes, it is I enjoy good. Instagram. I enjoy it. Yeah. And the second thing I want to ask from your, um, from like a medical standpoint, do you work from the organ outward? Meaning like if somebody comes in and they say, okay, um, Jeanette, you know, I, I'm having problems like in my chest, you know, chest pain or I'm having problems in the liver. Do you automatically say, okay, let's, do you, you know what, or, what emotion mm-hmm. um, is connected to that organ and you start there? Do you say, are you suffering? You know, are you hurting? No. Are you sad? And then work your way out? Or is it more like, okay, no. well, let's see what else is going on. Let's kind of connect the dots. It doesn't, it doesn't really happen like that. Um, okay. I have a, a very hefty intake form that folks have to fill out first. It's like 18 pages. I mean, oh, wow. And I don't, okay. it's not like writing an essay. It's a mm-hmm. lot of checking off things um, that pertain to the different systems of the body. So I can, you know, if they're experiencing various symptoms, it'll tell me if it's a lymphatic issue or a GI issue and that kind of thing. And it's um, really enlightening for them in that process too, to kind of see where this stuff is coming from. They're like, Oh, I didn't realize that's where it's tied to. But the opening up about the emotions is something that I, they need to feel comfortable. And Mm -hmm. I'd like to think that that is what I'm able to create in my space. Like you've been to my office. Mm -hmm. Um, when people come in there, I'm not kidding when I say it's, it's usual for a consult to be like two to three hours long And we get there eventually if it's meant to come up. Um, Now, it's very interesting. Sometimes it doesn't come up. Like, I'll just say, okay, this is what I'm getting. This is the area. Um, I just want you to know what's associated with this. We don't have to talk about it, but you need to have some awareness around it because that's why it's there. Um, And that may be that that's all that's said. And then I will have other people, and this has happened a few times, and I'm just very grateful for this experience, but they choose to 100% make it a mind-body connect there where they don't want to go on any kind of protocol or anything. They just want to tune in with that emotion and that energy and work through it because they know, they're like, okay, this is it, and I am going to do this. I've decided because maybe they've tried a lot of other different things, and they're just tired of being on supplements and all of that. Not that I'm that type of practitioner, but, you know, it's not unusual for me to say, okay, let's do a detox protocol and support. Because a lot of times with these organs and glands, you know, if the chest is an area, um, you know, I also want to kind of look at how these tissues are cleansing themselves. You know, are the kidneys filtering and functioning as well as they can? Because if they're not, the lymphatic system gets backed up and that has like a, a complete widespread effect on the whole body it can affect us all the way up into the brain so I like to look into that but you know it's not for everybody sometimes they purely want to do that that mind-body connection yeah I love that and that's why I like naturopathy because one is 
I like as daunting as it sounds, like to sit there for two hours, your first visit. <laughs> it goes by very quickly. I'm sure it and does. I never, I never say you have to. It's not like it just happens. Yeah. It's like we're well, in a time warp. <laughs> I mean, how often do you have a medical professional or somebody, um, you know, with that knowledge, sit down and talk with you for that long and allow you to, and allow them to really understand what's going on with you wholly holistically. Yeah. And I think that when you walk into a doctor's office, it's like, okay, you're here for this. Okay. Tell me a little bit about, you've got three minutes go, (laughs) you know, and then you're being shushed out. And, and that's just the way our system set up, but it's nice to be able to sit down, take the time, go through it all and start from scratch and really, you know, be comprehensive about it so that you can get the best care possible. I don't see how else you you can determine where this stuff is coming from. I mean, I get it. We can run labs and I see value in that too. I'll I'll do it too. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And you know, with the physicians and those time constraints, it's very much because of the insurance companies. Mm -hmm. I think the the average, the national average is like 13 minutes that they're able to have that, you know, one-on-one moment in the exam room with their patient. And I know a lot of doctors who are legitimate healers like they're in the business because they want to actually see people heal and it's very frustrating for them they almost want to just not even work with insurance anymore so that they can open that up because they're they're learning you know there's no way within 13 minutes that you can so now that we're trying to solve everybody's problems but get any sort of real idea um and that's that feeds into that whole let's put the responsibility in pills in a bottle because once you do that, it's like, oh, you don't have to change your diet or do anything else. You're just going to take these and they're going to maintain you and keep you okay, supposedly. But um, there's no reason to do anything else. And that model is just, it's becoming antiquated now. I feel like it's not going to last for much longer. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with you. Absolutely. It's a little archaic and definitely antiquated um, because I think we're kind of, we're, I mean, of course, waking up and just looking around and seeing what else is available. <laughs> You know, in a nonchalant kind of way of explaining things. Yeah. Um, But, you know, when you know better, you do better. And I think people know, like, there's got to be a better way than this. And there is, you know. And there's different ways. Like you said, it's not just a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's some great pharmaceuticals out there that help prolong and, you know, ultimately, I don't even know if they cure. But, you know, you know, just help. I'm at a place now where, you know, I used to be on the extreme holistic side, like, heck no, I don't want to have anything to do with mainstream Western. I'm not like that at all anymore. I Mm -hmm. believe that people can um, restore their quality of life if they, if they need that certain medication, you know, Mm -hmm. that's their journey. I don't Mm -hmm. judge anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll see people with cancer, for instance, Mm -hmm. and some of them are very much like, okay, I'm going to do chemotherapy. I, the oncologist is re- recommending such and such number of rounds. We're going to do this because there's a lot of fear based around that diagnosis. So oh, I, yeah. I, I fully understand why they decide to do that. And then others are like, heck no, I'm not going to do it. But I work with them in whichever way that I can, depending on what they want to do. Um, because a lot of it does work like alongside of what uh, Western is doing. As long as you, we have that cognizance around, um, you know, we don't want to be doing anything that's counteracting and putting them in a dangerous space, but yeah. 
Yeah. And I can, you know, I've listened to a podcast, one in particular that said, you know, it, it kind of hit me. I was like, oh, that's a good way of explaining it. But it said like naturopathy or, um, you know, just natural living is a great way to prevent diseases. And, yes. you know, conventional is great at, you know, if you have the disease, like helping it or something like that. And I'm not saying that that's like an absolute, but I yeah. said, well, that's kind of a good way to think about it. Um, you know, and they all, they can work in tandem. I mean, you still have mm-hmm. a great diet and do supplements while also doing chemo and et cetera, whatever, you know, it doesn't hurt to have a great diet and get exercise yeah. and <laughs> take supplements. <laughs> like it's not an either or thing. Yeah. It's everybody. Um, they have, we all have that choice. And yeah. Um, I could, the thing is, if I were to give someone my exact blueprint for what I did for myself, which I actually have done, like I had one woman who just wanted to do exactly what I did because she was Mm. diagnosed with MS and it's been different. Like she's had, she's had to do different things. We've had to bring in some other stuff because, um, it never works exactly the same for every person. And it's because it's our, a journey for the soul, which is something that I came to learn, like. For me to to step outside of the box and say, all right, I'm going to think a little differently here. Go with my intuition. Go with my gut. Um, try things when people are telling me to do something else. I'm not going to listen to them. Um, that was really an awakening for me to trust myself. And, man, it's like just really empowered me in all aspects of my life by doing that initially and choosing to follow my inner guidance for my health. And I see people doing it all the time in my practice. They learn how to listen to their inner voice. Um, and I may say one thing. I'm like, I think you should probably think about doing this. And they're like, yeah, we'll do that. But I also want to, you know, and I yeah. trust that they know what they're saying. Um, I'm really just in a place of guidance. And I provide, you know, insight from my education and experience. And I otherwise hold space for them as they learn to make choices. Because that's so different from Western medicine where it's like, okay, you've got this prescription and it's kind of reminiscent of how I was on Synthroid for eight years for my thyroid um, and I was dependent on it. And my endocrinologist said, you know, you can't ever stop taking this drug. You will have a heart attack. You'll die. Mm -hmm. Um, Your thyroid is just not functioning as it should and you need to need this in order to live. And I believed him for a long time. You know, I went through my, my second pregnancy because I was like, gosh, I just got to have, I've got to make sure I take this and have it every day. Um, but then as I began to study to become a naturopath, I was like, oh, I do not want to be dependent on a synthetic hormone. Like there's got to be a way. And I learned through another naturopath I studied with that he was like, if you've still got your thyroid, we can heal it. And he taught me how to do that. And I did it. And I've been off of Synthroid for three years and I'm actually healthy. My thyroid is healthier now than it was when I was on that. Like I was losing hair. My body temperature was still really low. Even though my thyroid numbers all looked normal, um, I didn't feel good. So yeah, it's, I I was giving, I was letting my, just all that responsibility for my health and well-being be in that bottle and it just wasn't um, fully cutting it. (laughs) So Yeah. Wow. That's something else I wish people kind of knew that we can get off these things, but it needs to be done um, very respectfully and uh, make sure your prescribing physician is aware of it, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. What are the most common illnesses that you see or that people should, I guess, if they want to seek out, um, Mm -hmm. like, 
you know, I don't know what, what are good. Yeah. I don't want to say good illnesses. That doesn't yeah. Sound good, no. but, you know, what are some <laughs> common illnesses that you see? Yeah. The, the, the names, I have to be careful about the language I use because I can't diagnose anybody, but people come in all right. the time. They already have the diagnosis. Um, I would say more like the most common things. I, I do see a lot of children with autism and that's because uh, a few years ago, like it just sort of skyrocketed into that direction and it, it's still sort of maintained there for a little bit. So um, I work with a lot of children on the spectrum, some with ADHD too, but the adults, it's a mixed bag. It's a lot of autoimmune. Um, there's some Lyme disease, there's uh, chronic mold toxicity. Um, cause that's a, it's a very common issue. We found adrenal fatigue, gut, like lots of, lots and lots of people with constipation, um, or diarrhea. I would actually say constipation is probably one of the top two things I see. I see a lot of people with anxiety and a lot of people with constipation. Is that the same? Are they the same? Um, like people with anxiety have like, do you, I mean, not yeah. that that's, that's like a general statement, but do you see a lot of people with constipation also have anxiety issues? Definitely. You can yeah. have anxiety with diarrhea and, and diarrhea and constipation are actually more that's related true. than we realize, but um, yes, I, I feel like almost everyone I see has anxiety to some degree. It's very rare for someone to come in and just be like fully grounded, chilled out, just really relaxed. Like I'm feeling really good. You know, you know, no, they're not right. in fight. Sure. I see fight or flight a lot. I see it in a lot of parents yeah. of children on the spectrum, a lot of mothers, um, a lot of women in our generation that were just like chronic fight or flight. And that was the huge thing with my own health. I did not sleep at night, yes. but I would crash during the day if I didn't have a ton of coffee. Um, yes. Yes. That that's me. me. That is me. Yeah. 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 So I was just on the go all the time. Um, and your body locks up. So, I mean, when you're not relaxed and you're like, in that moment of just having to take care and do everything all at once. Yeah. Your body's not going to be all relaxed and ready to poop. It doesn't want to do that. It's designed to hold on to things so that you can get the job done and relax later, but people don't relax later like they're supposed to. So yeah, they're definitely tied into each other. Wow. Um, yeah, that's so me. I know I got to come see you. But that's on a whole <laughs> other conversation. <laughs> um, you know, I said that before, which I will get to. Um, so tell me a little bit about, because we talked a little bit about this, and I don't know if I'm saying it right, so correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. um, the homeopathy, is that wrong? Oh, Did I say that wrong? Uh, it's homeopathy. Yeah, you're fine. Homeopathy. Yes, yeah. I always say that phonetically, on, uh, and I sound, yeah, I never can get it right. So thank you for correcting me. Oh, you're fine. And I loved when we talked about that because it just blew my mind. So, because I always thought it was like natural remedies and things like that. And you were like, no, it's like energy-based, right? It is, Ener it is natural in the sense that it's energy-based. Okay. Um, what's good is that I just did a blog post last week. It's on my website and it's about okay. homeopathy and the three main principles of it. You know, what makes it what it is? How does it work? So- if you listen to me and you're like, I still don't know what she's talking about, or if you're really interested in it, you can go read my blog. And, you know, it, homeopathic medicine does get confused with home remedies. I've heard people think that, and, and they're very much not the same, though a lot of people use homeopathy in the home. Um, 
it's very inexpensive. It's gentle. It's great for, you know, acute stuff like colds and sore throats and earaches and stuff that goes on with your kids. It's safe to give the babies. Um, you can give it to your pet. So it has all kinds of great applications in the home, but it is frequency based, like you said. So it's energy. It is, um, it comes in the form of either a liquid, like in a dropper bottle, uh, a spray, you can get tablets or little like sugar pills or sugar or lactose based um, that just dissolve in the mouth. And you can get it as creams and it's even suppositories. I do use that for some types of uh, situations, but that's how you deliver it and being energy based. So it does have its own little set of rules. Um, I can't remember if I talked about that in Teach Me Tuesday, but yeah, you take it away from food. You don't want to take it when you're, you know, at the same time that you're taking your supplements or any other medications, things like that. It's, it's heat sensitive. It's sensitive to things like uh, essential oils and fragrances and stuff. So it's very unique. But um, the reason it's so amazing is because it's one of the principles of it, if you read the blog, is that it's using the smallest dose, po dose possible in order to bring about healing or a shift in energy. So in order to shift out those symptoms, it's using the smallest dose that it possibly can. And, and that's to avoid it disrupting our, um, our vital force. You know, there are a lot of drugs out there that carry so many side effects, you know, they may be getting rid of one thing, but then they're bringing in a whole bunch of other stuff at the same time. Um, and homeopathy wants to completely avoid that. It just wants to get that, that really nice sweet spot where it's very gentle, but it's very effective and therapeutic. And uh, the other, other aspect of it is that it takes in the whole, the account of the whole person. So it's looking at everything. It's not just looking at the symptom, but, you know, um, how you move, how you interact, the things you like, the things you don't like. I mean, what are you sensitive to? It's a very interesting practice and it is an art. So <laughs> say it's, it's one of those things I'll be studying for the rest of my life. I'm fairly certain. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I, like, I wanted like, like put it I, I just kind of want to like put it in a bubble and try to understand it yeah. but it's <laughs> it's so like I, I want to be like well it's kind of like vaccines without the junk in it and then I'm like no it's not and then <laughs> I try to like figure it out and I can't but it's so fascinating how it works well I mean it's using it's something cool. similar to what it created the issue in you in the first place you know like I was describing um in the other talk it's using that and it's a matter of your body having to choose between what it's already holding on to symptom wise right. and grabbing onto this other artificial, the homeopathic is fake. I mean, it's, it's right. not fake. It's an energy, but once your body drops what it has, drops it out of this grass, like a toddler with a toy, they drop it, grab something else. It takes that hold. And then it's like, wait a minute, you're not real. It's like they, op it opens the hand. There's nothing there, but it, it tricks you in a sense, because it's all about energy. It tricks you into mm -hmm. grasping that other energy. And when it's the right potency, um, it's just a little bit stronger than what you already had going on. And that's the key. It has to be just a little bit more so that it grabs that instead. Um, and that's why potency with the remedies is kind of something that um, it, it, it takes some fine tuning and, and some understanding to, to get to where why you would go into a higher potency versus a really low one. But you can certainly, you know, get a little kit, have it in the home. Um, I list some books that I recommend at the end of that article too. So if you like want to order a book and get an idea of how it works. Um, but then you just start using it and 
practicing with it. I would say working with animals taught me uh, so much because there wasn't a placebo effect. So I was, um, for a good six years, it was the only form of medicine I used for any of my pets. Um, and my pig broke the, <laughs> one of my pigs broke that record because I had to have the vet come out um, a couple of months ago for him. And I was like, shoot, I've been using homeopathy the whole time. I finally had to give in and have someone come out for that. But up until that point, I mean, it had been the only form of medicine I was using for six months. And um, I was seeing all kinds of things shift. Like I had one pony who colicked and I was able to give him a homeopathic dose and it turned him right around, got him up off the ground. And I've seen it cure infections like hoof infections, eye infections, um, bruises, lameness, things like that. So it's really fascinating when the animals show you, yeah, this is real. It's actually doing something. Yeah. It's and so they cool. don't know the wow. difference. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's so fascinating. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm going to learn more about that because <laughs> I, I just blew me away. Uh, yeah. And when was it discovered? It, it's been around for a long time. Um, it was early, like 19th century. Um, okay can't remember like 1870 I can't remember the exact date mm -hmm. it's kind mm -hmm. of fuzzy because it, it's uh Samuel Hahnemann is a, a he was a German physician he's a medical doctor and he was in Germany he was getting very just um tired of the way medicine was practiced then they were doing a lot of things like bloodletting and they were like suppressing with mercury and all kinds of stuff it was like just really really yucky uh, can't speak uh practice of medicine and so he ended up being like, all right, I'm just, he spoke like seven languages and he thought, I'm just going to translate medical texts for the rest of my life because I don't want to actually practice as a doctor. And then it was during this that he learned about a remedy that was used. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember now. I can't, uh, for malaria, I think is what it was. And he realized the remedy for it was um, if given in its pure form from the plant, was very poisonous and actually caused symptoms of malaria. And he was like, well, how is something as a remedy actually curing malaria when it's, if it's just taken in that crude form that it's so poisonous? So then he realized there's this process of diluting it and shaking it in liquid and you get that therapeutic energy. You extract that instead of getting any of the like actual crude form of the plant. And that's where the medicine comes from. And so he discovered that he started teaching other doctors, they started practicing it, he wrote some books. Um, and he lived a long life, he taught it for a long time. And he's like the father of homeopathy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Every time I hear that story, too, I get like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> God, medicine is so awesome. Um, and science is awesome. So it is. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much, um, Jeanette. I guess we will stop here. I think everybody's mind is probably blown like mine was. So I'll definitely, we'll definitely um, continue our talks, I think, for a later podcast edition um, and session. But, you know, I just want to thank you so much for being our guest today and for teaching us a little bit about um, naturopathy and um yeah, all of it. I mean, just taking, being the advocate for your own health and, um, yeah, that there's wonderful professionals like you out there ready and willing and able to help people who aren't feeling good or themselves and they want a second opinion and they want a different second opinion. So, mm -hmm. um, can you share with 
us your contact information, your website, social media, and yeah, when, you know, hours of operation. Okay. Yes. So I see people by appointment only. Um, If you come by my office and I'm not there, you know, I I have a lot of stuff in stock, but it's not like a shop where you can come in and buy. Uh, You really need to be an established client with me. Um, My hours of appointments, it's usually from nine to five, Monday through Friday. Though I want to make this um, known because I don't have it out there that much right now, but I will see people on the weekend if that's the only time that they're able to do it. I understand that sometimes jobs make it hard during the week. But um, the best way to learn more about me and uh, to book online, because you can actually schedule through my calendar app and everything if you go to my website and click through the dates and times that I'm available. And um, real quick, I'll also say, if you don't want to come in, I see people remotely. I see people from all over the world. Um, It's actually been really humbling and just amazing um, to work with folks everywhere, it seems like. So um, that's over something similar to Skype. But the website is, the name of the practice is Ascalon Naturopathic. And the website is www.ascalonnaturopathic.com. And that's A-S-C-A-L-O-N, Ascalon. And then naturopathic is N-A-T-U-R-O-P-A-T-H-I-C. <laughs> com. I would not have been able to do that when I was really sick. Um, but yeah, you go to the website, you can see what the services are. I do other things like Reiki therapy, sound therapy, detoxification with the, the sauna. I have a detoxification foot bath, um, a couple things that you can read about there. And I'm also on Instagram, as you mentioned, and uh, Facebook, there's a Facebook page I try to remember to post on there. There's uh, actually Pinterest boards that I have for Ascalon that are all like uh, food related. You can, there's like a whole raw foods board. There's a cooked foods board. There's stuff about smoothies, teas, um, all kinds of different things. Dry brushing, enemas, kind of neat stuff there. So definitely check that out. Um, and then my number... Sorry, I'm trying to remember everything. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. 757-483-8314 is my office phone. But I do want to say I'm the only one there right now. So if I don't answer, just please leave a message. I will get back to you. Um, if, you know, the website isn't providing enough content and you have some questions, I will call you. And you can also reach my email through the website. So if you just have some questions and want to email me, you can do that too. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Um, it is our pleasure. It is certainly my pleasure speaking with you today. And yeah, thank you so much for your time. And everybody who's listening, if you again, if you have any sort of issues, um, you know, or you just want to ask a question and talk to Jeanette, I mean, please do so. You will not be disappointed. She's amazing and super smart. So oh, thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, <laughs> I really have enjoyed getting to know you and your practice. It's amazing. So thank you for for being you and doing this and helping people. I mean, it's, it's great. You're welcome. Anytime. I enjoy it. All right. Well, you have a great day and listeners, you have a great day as well. And don't forget to read uh, the summer issue of your natural guide magazine coming out uh, digitally in the middle of July. It'll be on all our social uh, media channels. And then you can also listen to this podcast and other podcasts on our podcast channel, called Natural Conversations. So everybody have a great week, a great month, and a great year, and we'll talk again soon. Bye.
Bye. Thank you.